Hey everybody! So this is really exciting. We are here to talk about Anna Green Gables, one of my favorite series. And uh, I'm here with my friend Amber and we are getting ready for the new Netflix series called Anne that is debuting May 12th. And we are going to review a couple different uh, versions of Anna Green Gables leading up to it. And, and then we're going to review the series as a whole. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. And Amber, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, um, I'm Amber. I am a big Anne of Green Gables fan. You might say I'm a fan of Green Gables. <laughs> um, I have read the books countless times. I've loved them since I'm a kid. So just be forewarned that basically all of my critiques will have a spirit of, oh, I wish it was more like the books. But I'm not going to just do that. So don't worry. Yeah. No, I understand. I, I have a, a big attachment to the series also. Uh, I uh, was really into sort of more realistic type type of feeling of books when I was little. Uh, I didn't like the books that my sister and brother liked, which were more fantasy. Mm -hmm. Liked, you know, things things like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, which I just never... I never could get into that kind of fantasy. I liked things such as Anne Green Gables, Little Women, and uh, um, Long Most Wilder, Little House on the Prairie type books. Mm -hmm. And so Anne Green Gables was definitely a favorite of mine. And uh, at different, uh, I, I, I particularly liked uh, different, you know, portions of the books and, and uh, related to different ones. I mean, because there's a lot of books out there and I actually like, I still like all of them. And, uh, and one thing that is sort of interesting, I think about a series is that I think when something in, in literature becomes part of a series, it's easier to kind of sort of devalue it a little bit as, as opposed to just sort of the one it comes, becomes sort of more commercial, I feel. Yeah. But really when you go back and especially read the first book, it's solid. It's really well written by Ellen Montgomery. Yeah. And I, I feel like all of her books really do, all of the Anne books really do maintain the same level of quality. Mm -hmm. I don't think she, she, you know, strays too much from that. And I think that's part of the characters I think were so real to her. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, inspired by people from her real life and from kind of experiences that she had. And I think that they, she was really informed on the, the choices that her characters would make, which made her writing so, so solid on the end books. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and that first book, especially uh, the one thing I, uh, so I wanted to, in this first movie and then also in the first book, like there's a real darkness to this story that I think maybe as a kid, it's just like, Oh, she's so pre precocious. She's so like, you know, cute or whatever. And, but as an adult, <laughs> I I kind of uh, see it in a different light. Uh, things like Anne's imagination have a little bit more of a darker kind of tone to them now as an adult, because uh, you know she's created this window friend, and yeah. I mean she's really basically a slave when it starts uh, to the Hammonds. Uh, she's treated horribly, and you know forced to to work for them, and and just. Uh, just this awful situation and I mean and she begs not to get sent back to the orphanage you can only imagine if this was one of the good ones it must have been really bad <laughs> yeah um that's that's definitely something that I I'm interested to see in the the new series that we're going to be watching eventually yeah <laughs> um, 
because they have said, you know, it's going to explore more of the darker tones. And as far as they, you know, exploring what actual conditions were like back in the day, that's something that I could get behind. Um, if they just like go crazy and they like make Anna murderer, I, I don't know well, how yeah. I'm going to feel about that. <laughs> but, um, so that's, that's definitely something that is very interesting about the, about the books as you grow older. Um, even for instance, I'm not sure if this is a line from the books or the movie either. So squished into my head right now but um when marilla is first asking about herself and she asks and if the the women you know were were kind to her and she says oh they they were as kind they tried to be kind to me or something like that yeah. where she's like they obviously weren't but she still was able to see some good in all those people which i think is a, a main factor about Anne. that yes. she always tries to see the beauty in everything despite yeah. the fact that her life was terrible yeah i mean she developed these these things these imagination this imagination as sort of a survival strategy really when you think about it you know that she had to get to another world and because her world was was so bad um, but it allowed her to kind of see things in a very hopeful way because she could escape she had that escape yeah and and uh you know tomorrow was another day without any mistakes in it yet yeah <laughs> oh, uh yeah and you know i think that makes they do a really good job in this series so you get introduced to Anne, and you know she's in this horrible situation with the hammonds i mean they definitely don't sugarcoat that in this i don't think at all and you know she gets dumped at the orphanage by uh, mrs hammond and you know she's just like uh i got a plane to i mean i got a train to catch lady <laughs> yeah the the miss hammond character is it's very i mean it's kind of interesting because you have to think you know i mean mrs hammond's life also really sucks she has you know an a drunk abusive husband she's had twins three times in succession yeah and, and you know not excusing any of her behavior but like I guess everybody's life was terrible back in the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. And so, I don't know, it, it is, it is, it's interesting how we all have that sort of coping, I guess, coping mechanisms. And so, anyway, she, she ends up getting the chance to go to, uh, to go to Green Gables. And this is just like the greatest thing ever. And you can only imagine like how, they do such a good job, I think, of, of building up Anne and, and, you know, you feel like, oh, this is her, her chance. This is so great. And then when you find out that they really wanted a boy, it's just so devastating. <laughs> the, Megan Follows does a really great job in that scene where she just slowly has the, the, the realization of what's happening and just, the, just being heartbroken yeah and it's a it's a really good scene it really is mm -hmm. because i i love let's just talk about some of this casting for a second so colleen dewhurst as marilla cuthbert uh and uh and then richard uh farnsworth as uh matthew i think those just brilliant both of those castings and uh, what do you think of them yeah um so uh richard farnsworth has replaced my original head matthew as matthew 
So when I read the books, he is my Matthew. Yeah. Um, he he's so funny. perfect. He's so sweet. He, he cares so much about Anne. He's just so, he's so shy and, and caring. And that's something that you, it's just the worst <laughs> when, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, um, when yeah, we're he, we're going to be doing lots of spoilers in this podcast. <laughs> When he um, dies, it's the saddest thing in the whole world. I have never watched Anne of Green Gables or read the books without just needing to take a minute and just cry my eyes out yeah. because he he's at, he's everything that's good. Yeah, yeah, and you know you you have a I I don't know character that. I think that is so rare. It is, you never find in modern novels. Very rarely do you have a character that is just so pure as Matthew is. And I feel like in modern novels, they we tend to gravitate away from those kind of characters because they're like seen as being too perfect or too, you know, and so like we got to make them an alcoholic or we've got to make them, you know, it's just like you have to. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I think that, I, I love that about him and I just love how, how good a man he is and a good person he is. And, and <laughs> I, I think that everybody hopefully in their life has one person who's kind of their champion. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Matthew is for Anne. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I can't say enough about how much I love Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think that, I can't imagine that there is any person out there who's like, mm, Matthew, forget about him. Like, he's he's everything in, the, yeah. in these books um, and the movies. And he, I'm, he's the character that even more so than Anne, I feel the most protective of. Yeah. So, so when any other new adaptations come out, I'm like, mm, what have you done to my Matthew? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You just, you need somebody who is just warm and empathetic. It's kind of like if they were going to do a remake of To Kill a Mockingbird, like Atticus. I actually went to see a play of To Kill a Mockingbird and it's not that they did a bad job. They did an okay job, but I just, Gregory Peck is Atticus. Like I, I just, it's one of those things, you know, that I have a really hard time with any other sort of version of that character and i so i I think it'll be interesting in this new series uh whether i can warm up to to matthew but um anyway (laughs) and then yeah and then colleen dewhurst as marilla is also really incredible yeah um when i was doing some of my like behind the scenes reading uh, about it uh it sounded to me like colleen dewhurst she really understood marilla um and she you know insisted on a few changes that she felt were necessary in order to, you know, properly convey Marilla and the character. Um, in, for example, um, there was not a scene with Anne and Marilla talking about Matthew's death in the original script and Colleen Dewhurst fought for that because uh, she felt like it was incredibly important that they have the, the time after Matthew dies together to, you know, so the scene, where Anne's crying in bed is. Oh, I love that scene. Oh my gosh, I love that scene. Uh, and I, there's just so many great moments also with Marilla, like when she says, uh, Anne says, have you ever been in the depths of despair? And he says, <laughs> no, for the despair is to deny God. Yeah, and yeah she's... I, 
yeah. I think she's just a very honest character. She is who she is and she's never putting on a front and she's never, you know, like she's just a very honest character, which I think makes her very attractive as a character. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, the Cuthberts, they're everything. Everybody who lives <laughs> at Green Gables nails it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's sort of interesting. Do you ever, do, do you have any brothers? I do not. I only okay. have sisters. Okay. Well, I have brothers. And so when I would watch that, I'd be like, this is so weird. Like to think of, of living with my brother. <laughs> oh, so, like, I can't imagine in a million years living with my, and trying to raise a child with my brother. There is no <laughs> Uh, so you know, it was a different very, time. <laughs> they do a very good job. <laughs> so anyway, okay. Uh, and one thing I do want to say just out front is I love the score of this series. I think it is, the theme uh, is so beautiful. And it really is. It draws you in. Uh, it's just another layer that I think is, is perfect. <laughs> and I appreciate it too. I mean, I'm sure Megan Falls was older than 13 i'm sure she was but at least she looks in the ballpark you know yeah Which I um and, and i don't mind them aging ann up slightly for this movie i think it's fine it doesn't bother me that she because in the book she's 11 and in the show she's 13 which i'm like go for it it's no yeah. big deal <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely and the only it's funny the only other movie i've seen uh colleen uh Dewerstan is um She's in Annie Hall, which is sort of funny. So I've never she, seen that, but oh. she's she loves her hands, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> she plays Annie's mother in that. She's like <laughs> this cranky Jewish mother anyway, so she's pretty good. So, All right. Well, uh, let me get back to my notes here. Um, so the first sort of set piece, I guess, after the initial – um, mix up kind of thing is the Rachel Lynn apology. Yes. And uh, you've got kind of through the course of the series, there's just like some different vignettes, you know, that happen. And so this is kind of the first one and kind of what do you, what are your takeaways from that? What do you think about that? Um, I love Mrs. Rachel Lind. Uh, in my head, she's slightly nicer than the Rachel Lind in this show, because I feel like, and this is a nitpick. I feel like for me, when I read the books, Miss Rachel Lind is a busybody and all that, but she's never vindictive. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a little bit of the time in the movie, she becomes a little bit like nasty, mm -hmm. like super gossipy, but not in like, I feel like most yeah. of Rachel's motivations are from concern or whatever. And she, but that being said, in the movie, I love her. And Anne's apology is the best. It's just amazing. Well, it works because I do think that they they make Anne's kind of outrage and Anne's upset level kind of equal to her in a way. So, like, I don't know. You, you feel like... I You feel like she was trying so hard to like keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. But she just had to like push it and push it and push it and push it to even the point that Marilla said you were too hard on her. You yeah. know? <laughs> and uh, I, I, there's so many great moments in that scene, you know, like when uh, 
when Anne, when Merla goes out there and she says, of all the people, <laughs> you, had, you had to pick on Rachel. <laughs> it's so funny. It's, it's, the thing about this movie is I was watching it with my sister and she kept trying to go get a glass of water. Yeah. And she's like, I'll just go after this. Scene. And then she was like, no. So eventually yeah. when we flipped the disc, she was like, finally. <laughs> so funny well and the thing is is that i kind of wonder do you feel like this whole thing with having to be kind of nice to your elders and having to even like deal with people that you don't like in this sort of way that is that kind of gone oh, no, you froze. what's that dang it oh hello hello Hi, sorry, you froze and then I... Oh, okay, of course. So, like, just this whole idea of sort of being polite to your neighbors and and uh, some of those things uh, that, you know, to your elders, that you have to speak nice to your elders, you have to get along with people that you wouldn't necessarily, that you don't necessarily like. I don't know, I just feel like I wonder if this whole dynamic is kind of gone. Like, kids have to, could this situation, like, be re replicated in the same way now that it was then? Um... Well, I think definitely her spouting off the mouth that <laughs> Rachel would happen now. Yeah. Um, and I, I would like to hope that whoever her guardian is would make her apologize. But um, the thing just, about that whole philosophy of, you know, getting along with your neighbors, even if you don't actually like them, you know, being kind to everybody. Respecting your I think elders. Also is, uh, yeah, respecting your elders. It's uh, also a kind of like a survival thing for back then because yeah. you know, they didn't have the ability to you know just get their supplies from amazon like if you wanted turnips you had to go to matthew and get yeah. some turnips and if matthew didn't like you no turnips for you <laughs> yeah i mean you you were really relying on people and i don't know now it just seems like there's so many other options for you to bond with people that you don't aren't forced uh, to be with people that you don't like and so just things like people will freak out about the stupidest things you know and it's like <laughs> I don't know like if I don't like Batman be Superman and they do or something you know what I mean something <laughs> like that you know and they'll they'll oh, I can't be friends with you and you're just like oh my gosh okay um, <laughs> so okay so then she uh, she meets uh, Diana she goes to the the picnic uh she meets uh let's see here oh wait no sorry skipped ahead um so she tells him about bosom friends and then uh one of the things that i like about Anne is that she's not just like this poor beleaguered horrible life kind of person but mm -hmm. she also has this this real like petty frivolous side which i think makes her a really well-rounded interesting character because here she's getting these dresses made for her by marilla and she wants the puff sleeves yeah and you know, so that becomes a sort of a, a theme throughout the thing is she wants these puff sleeves marilla doesn't want so then this is the next vignette is marilla and the brooch so this is yes. a really good scene. I really like it uh, that uh, that Marilla can't find her brooch and says, I didn't, I put the brooch back. Marilla says it's not there. And so she sends Anne away. And so Anne comes up with this whole apology. <laughs> 
and uh, this dramatic how she dropped it in the lake and, and it everything. slipped through my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I really like this scene though because it's a it's a moment where I think you really grow to bond with Marilla in this scene because she has to ask forgiveness and she has to uh, and she, and she does also uh, tell uh, you know that. Uh, they have this bonding moment, you know, where, yes. so I think that's really important. Um, I will say though, one thing that I find that I don't love about most adaptations of Anne of Green mm-hmm. Gables, and this one's guilty of it, is yep. that they, they draw out Matthew and Marilla making the decision to keep Anne mm. very long. Um, and I just don't feel like that is necessarily true to Matthew and Marilla because they wouldn't have left Anne dangling for weeks just yeah. on tender hooks. And I, yeah, that makes I sense. Don't that part. <laughs> they just needed to wait until she had green hair. I mean, come on. Oh, green it's hair. It's a perfect moment. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> okay. So that, then she meets after the brooch incident is when she meets Diana mm-hmm. and then I, Gilbert calls her carrots. Oh, but first, <laughs> Gilbert winks the cheek of that young man. <laughs> so what do you think of Gilbert in this? Uh, he's universally beloved, right? I mean, yes. come on. Jonathan yeah, Crombie. Don- yeah, he's, he's amazing. Um, sometimes I think that he has is dead, and then I just get sad, so... <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things where I just like, like Patrick Swayze, Jonathan Crombie. I'm like, please, oh no. Um, Cause they were, you know, my first true loves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he's amazing in this. He does a lot of really, I mean, frankly, Gilbert doesn't have a lot of dialogue in the show, um, but he gives such amazing looks. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> everything's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, you'd really do feel for the the kid. I mean, Anne is kind of a brat here. Like, like let it go. She <laughs> dug in with both heels and was never letting go of that. And it's, it's so funny. Yeah. Later it's like, you have no idea how bad I feel, how much I regret, regret calling you carrots. Uh, you know, I, you have no idea how sorry I am. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yes, it's set in Canada. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and how beautiful Prince Edward Island looks. Um, movie. yeah, so this was actually filmed in Ontario. Okay. Um, at least most, lots of it. Okay. Well, there's uh, a version but, of Prince Edward Island. <laughs> right? But Canada. Way to go, Canada. <laughs> beautiful. What do you think of Diana in this? Do you like the actress? Do you like um, the real? I I do like her. Um, she's not my she's not my version of Diana. Mm-hmm. Frankly, Diana is me. Um, but <laughs> um, I do like her. Um, I don't love the part nitpicking um, where Diana's like, "Well, maybe I should be in love with Gilbert Blythe." Yes, at the I end there, because I'm like, uh, "That's not true." No, take that back. Because first of all, Diana Barry, because she's known the whole time that she and Gilbert are, that Anne and Gilbert, spoiler yeah. alert, are M-F-E-O. <laughs> but, so, 
I don't know. It's just so yeah, funny. I agree with you on that scene. I, I that it just feels like yeah, right. There's no way that there's no way that she would think that Gilbert would be interested in her. Like, and there, I mean, and she, as a as a best friend, as a bosom friend, <laughs> she knows that Anne loves Gilbert. Right. And and just knowing that your friend loves someone else, you're like, brain doesn't even think like that. <laughs> One weird thing that you have, and I can't remember if this is in the book, but is there like the kind of pervy teacher in the book? Well, okay. Let's talk about what ages were really like back in 1860. Okay. I mean, like 1870, whenever it was. To be perfectly honest, like the teacher would have been maybe 20 and Prissy Andrews would have been like 17. <laughs> it wouldn't have been that creepy. Yeah. I mean, cause it is true because Anne becomes the teacher at the end of the, the movie and she's only 16. So, yeah. So it's just, I mean, he's, he's, they, they you know, they cast some 40 year old creepy murderer. They play man. him kind of pervy. Let's be yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but so you know, when I take that into perspective, I don't feel like he's that creepy. But in the movie, I'm like, that guy needs to be fired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, it, it is just, it's just sort of awkward. And I, like, I don't understand why they, I guess they made that choice. I can't, is that in the book? Do you remember? Or? It is. Okay. I guess they were being very true. He ends up going to the Carmody school, if you care. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of funny that he's like being, uh, you know, all uh, uh, all interested in this in and Chrissy. But the thing they get mad at him about is is the is the students uh, getting into their land, you know, <laughs> bothering you know. them. So priorities here, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the next little uh, little vignette is Dian- Diana getting drunk. Oh wait, no, Diana Hair is next. Sorry. Yeah. So well, first we have to do carrots. So yeah, so Gilbert calls her carrots and breaks the slate over his head, which and- is amazing and the best thing in the whole world. And I'm so nervous about the new series how I will feel about the slate. Really? Why? Why do you think it'll? You don't think they'll do that well? In the clip that I saw when they were doing the trailer, she doesn't break the slate clean over his head. She pistol whips him with the slate across the face in a slap. Oh. Uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's not quite as good. I mean, it's... <laughs> Especially if they're doing the dark and gritty one. It should be like a... There should be like blood or something. <laughs> Gilbert's unconscious. He has brain damage for the rest of the show. That's right. Uh, um, so, yeah, so you see this, and then the next scene is Marilla knocking on the door, upset, angry, and you think that, that that's going to be sort of the next scene. But Anne's like, no, don't come in, don't come, come in, don't come in. Finally, she comes in, and uh, Anne's covering her face, and she pulls it back, and it turns out her hair is green. And <laughs> it is the funniest thing in the entire universe. Yeah. Uh, um, did you ever dye your hair and really regret it when you were younger? No, my uh, mom would not have allowed us. No way. I did I, have a perm that I regretted. That's the closest I got. I, at the same, I had a perm 
And I was like, you know what? It would look so great if I was blonde. So oh, I tried no. to dye my hair blonde, and my hair turned bright orange. And I was like, at least it's not green. But it was so bad. I can't Did even you imagine. Did listen to Anne? <laughs> it was such a mistake. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. No, my mom would have been very upset with us if we had dyed our hair. That was just a, a, a thing. Like we weren't like, I don't know. We, we didn't get our ears pierced till we were 12. We were, uh, I don't know. We just wouldn't have been allowed to, to dye our hair. And, uh, but we did have perms once. And here's a funny story is uh, <laughs> we, we have these like big clip on earrings that were, were like, you know, eighties or whatever. Clip on yeah. earrings. And uh, I guess my sister and I decided for school pictures that we were going to sneak them in. And so Ooh. we had these school pictures with these horrible earrings, which is hilarious. So anyway, yeah, kids are crazy. But this is when, you know, and, and it, it's just such a great moment for Anne, you know, that the peddler fools her. And, you know, and, and Marilla says, this is where your vanity has led you. <laughs> it's yeah it's really funny um everything about it i love how she thinks that she isn't vain at all and then she finally realized when she dyes her hair green that she has been really vain about her hair <laughs> her whole life because it's in the book i don't know if they say this in the show i can't remember in the book she's like but it was always so luscious and shiny and strong and now it's cut off so yeah. funny yeah and and you know it's funny how i'm sure it's with parenting so often that happens where it's like you're you're ready for like problem a and then all of a sudden problem b <laughs> yes it's like you're gonna like... Get, <laughs> uh it's like you're gonna get mad at for uh for drawing on the walls and they're gonna about burn the house down you know so it's like it, you you're kind of you taking it steps i guess uh, but um yeah, so that's really, really good. And, uh, okay. So the next, this is when we actually get to the Diana getting drunk scene. Yes. The so, raspberry cordial. Raspberry or... Current wine. So Marilla makes her current wine. And uh, I guess it's quite somewhat scandalous that she makes this current wine. Because you're thinking this is sort of, prohibition there because they move up this series um from the book i'm not sure i forget when they have it starting but it's further up that's what caused problems with the continuing story because by the time by the time they they were going to do anna's you know like a full-fledged fledged grown-up uh, then you're getting into the timeline gets all messed up so you couldn't yeah do anyway so that's why uh, they they kind of did their own thing and it was a disaster and so well, I got this sort of prohibition kind of era kind of mentality of the people have of you know no alcohol and everything like that just and, the temperance society yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and so Marilla, but Marilla does it anyway Anne's never tasted either and Anne is busy you know getting everything ready for the lunch and uh, Diana just guzzle, guzzle, guzzle. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, and gets totally tipsy, totally tipsy, and she wants to leave right away. And she has to go home. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so uh, Diana's mother is horrified and blames Anne. Yes. <laughs> and I don't know. What do, you, do, what do you have thoughts about this whole sequence? It's amazing. It's so funny. This was, like I said, one of the parts where my sister was like, I'm going to go get a drink. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, and I love the part at the end where she says, I don't think Miss Barry is a very Christian woman. I don't, yeah. I think even she would even find fault with God himself or something. It was so funny. What? Well, yeah. I can't remember the exact line, but you should watch the movie and find out. What it's in. <laughs> but I, uh, then, then Diana, so Anna's, prohibited from ever seeing diana again but then diana comes and they have this moment in the field or whatever and uh, i i really do like Anne says nobody has ever loved me as long as i can remember except for matthew and marilla yeah but bless her little heart it's like when <laughs> harry potter gets his first birthday card when he's 13 and you're like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just sad. I mean, she's really only had her window friend. That's the only thing that she's had of, of any love. Yeah. And you kind of see that too when, uh, when Marilla. We didn't really talk about, but Marilla goes to take her back, and she, and there's Mrs. Blewett. Yeah. And kind of realizes, oh my. I mean, Marilla kind of realizes what Anne has been through uh, in in the past, and so. Yeah, that's that's a really. It's a really powerful scene, even though it's hilarious when Diana says, I don't have any black dresses. Um, the the whole scene itself where they are, you know, friends torn apart, bosom buddies. Um, normally, like, for kids, when they're like, I'll never see my friend again, it's just sort of like, oh, kids, they're being so dramatic. And granted, you know, Anne's dramatic, but... For her, that's the only other person who, it's the only person who objectively just loves Anne for being Anne. They don't, Diana doesn't try to change, I mean, Matthew doesn't, but like Diana doesn't try to change Anne. She mm -hmm. doesn't, she's not like beholden to take care of Anne. She's not responsible for Anne. Diana is, just loves Anne for being Anne. Um, and it's just really amazing that they, their, their relationship, I think, is, you know, one of the biggest parts of the, the whole series, even in the later parts where Anne's not, like, yeah. where Diana's not really in it that much, because, you know, she's living her life. They, you know, she still names her kid Anne Cordelia, and it's just, I love, I love the Anne and Diana relationship. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a dream, dream fantasy friendship in a way. <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, that, you know, at least in... I, I mean, I had a few friends like that as, as kids, certainly. Uh, but, I don't know, just the idea of sort of a bosom friend. That is such a beautiful concept and something, I mean, who wouldn't want that in their life? Uh, I mean, I have lots of great friends, but, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have anybody quite like that, you know? <laughs> and I think, I think, honestly, you can only get those kinds of friends when you have, like, the innocence of childhood. Yeah. When there's no, because even as an adult, you know, you each all have, you, bo you both have your own goals and you all, you don't think about like, oh, she's going to get married and leave me alone by myself. And it's just so sad. Like, and I don't, in the books and Marilla walks in on Anne just crying because she's thinking about the day that Diana will get married. 
and she'll send her off and it'll be so beautiful and sad and it's just those are the kinds of things that children do i mean sometimes i'm like my friend's getting married ah. but like i don't i don't think oh my life will end if i don't have my friend with me all the time yeah so i, I that's why i feel like it's something that's more childhood friendships have to be that way yeah definitely uh, i agree uh so <clears throat> okay so then let's see here um so then we get introduced to Miss Stacy. Yes. And this is when, <laughs> yeah, she's like the best, the best teacher ever. And, uh, and she is much better than the pervy teacher, of course. Absolutely. Everyone <laughs> agrees. <laughs> and our next sort of vignette is when Anne uh, lies about the mouse and the sauce. Yes. And that is hilarious. <laughs> uh, it is the funniest thing in the entire universe. I, I love it. At the end of the scene where she's confessed that she put the mouse in. And it's so funny watching her trying to be like, there's a mouse. Uh, but she doesn't do it until the very end when she's like, don't eat it. And then they're all laughing and she says, I suppose it would be a very romantic way to die for a mouse. She's dead serious. She's trying to find the romance in the situation. And all of the adults are just like, what is this kid about? It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it in the, in the later books when she has similar things happen with her children and you just see her just like, trying to like keep laughing in you know and trying to because <laughs> that because kids can be just so hilarious and you know in their little uh the little worlds there's yeah still, they've got their own kind of way of thinking about things and and uh you know one of the, i i love that about uh movies and books they don't they're not kid child characters aren't just sort of precocious and cute and whatever but they actually like have that kind of imagination and and uh, that that sort of world. That's one thing I really loved about the Lego movie, oddly enough, is because you get to see this little boy who is trying to explain his world to his to his dad. Yeah. And I thought that was really beautiful. So, okay. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. Okay. So then the next scene is, or the next kind of vignette is, we talked about it, uh, is Anne saving Diana's sister's life. Yes. Diane comes running in. Marilla is gone. Uh, it's just Matthew. And I do love when she, when she rushes in and she says, Matthew and I are such kinship, kindred, kindred spirits. I know he's going for the doctor right now. It's like, yeah, it's so funny. For the doctor. Why else? <laughs> we communicate instinctively yeah. or whatever she says. It's I so mean, funny. I don't think it took telepathy to be like, yeah, there's a super sick little girl who's going to die. He's going to go to the that made me laugh but anyway so Anne gets the ipecac she knows how to deal with croup and she goes and she she uh, i i also love it when she comes in and she's like i forget her name uh the the the, the maid and she's like if you have the slightest bit of imagination you would have been able to figure this <laughs> so funny <laughs> um and i think i don't think we talked about mini may on this recording right right Little behind the scenes action <laughs> We messed up earlier. Um, <laughs> Google messed up earlier. Yeah, that's right. Um, but we talked about how Minnie Mae is amazing in this scene. She deserved all of the awards. <laughs> I don't know if they gave out awards for Croup Baby, but 
she won she should have won it every year she should win croup baby award <laughs> yeah she does really good really really good so and i mean it, it does it found like coughing like that and just feeling like you feel that sense of tension it's it's very well done and we find out that she probably would have died the doctor wouldn't have gotten there soon enough and so Anne saves the day this is very exciting and of course diana's mother is all repentance and forgiveness and whatever and uh, so this sort of leads us to the next sequence is when uh now she's being invited to this ball this christmas wait ball. but first before we get to the ball um when marilla gets word that mrs barry wants to invite Anne to this ball and all this yeah. stuff well, and, see, i was just gonna talk about oh. it. Yeah. <laughs> and marilla's like i am not gonna ease miss barry's mind about this like it's so sassy i love it yeah so good <laughs> and it's a great moment for marilla and for matthew because this is the first time that matthew's actually said like it's not interfering to have an opinion <laughs> it's so funny oh matthew <laughs> So, yeah, so that's really great. And because Marilla feels like it's too much, she's too young, kind of a thing to go to this ball. And, but Matthew kind of puts his foot down, says, we should be, give, we should be giving that little girl all the love that we can, we can give her. Like, yeah, that little girl deserves all the love we can give her. We've got no call to raise her as cheerless as we were. And you're like, oh, <laughs> Matthew. Yeah, which is just really interesting. To that adds a little layer, I think, to their characters. You know, they they, were yeah, fearless. they're they're pretty fleshed out in the. They're not pretty fleshed out in the books. They're like sort of fleshed out in the books, yeah. but but that's the first real insight that you get that they had like a hard life. Yeah. Um, because as far as you know, they just lived in this beautiful white house with <laughs> green roof and. <laughs> Next so, to Brooke. <laughs> my so Matthew decides so Colleen relents and I mean Colleen I, the actress Colleen Marilla relents and uh, Matthew goes and decides to buy a dress for Anne and this scene is so funny I love it because he doesn't he's embarrassed about the fact that he is buying a dress. It's so funny. <laughs> so he gets a rake and he gets a, and he's just the way he's just so shy and he's so like brown sugar. <laughs> he gets 20 oh pounds. Brown sugar. 20 pounds of brown sugar. <laughs> like, do it's you, so funny. Do you think that's enough? I'm quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> quite sure it will be. It's so funny. Um, I love that scene. Um, I love that scene in the book. It's one of my favorites of all time when Matthew yeah. tries to buy a dress. Um, I also love that up until that point in the movie, all of Anne's clothes are just garbage. Mm -hmm. And then from that point on, um, all of her clothing is fashionable from then on. Because uh, in the books, I don't know if they talk about it in the, in the movie, but in the books, Marilla's like, I'm not going to have Matthew go behind my back to give them things. <laughs> just, I'll just do it. It's so funny. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's true. And I don't know, I, when he gives her the dress and the, the puffiest sleeves in all the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did you have anything like that that you wanted so bad when you were little like that that you just. Okay. It's not like clothes. But there was this mermaid doll that was, like, this big. 
Uh-huh. You can't tell from that's this is two inches, but it was no, it was giant. It was like yeah, two, yeah, yeah. Uh, two feet. Um a foot? It doesn't matter. It had beautiful curly blonde hair, like I wanted with my perm and oh. blonde hair. Um <laughs> and it had a pink crown. When you pushed its belly, it would sing a song. And it was to go, la, 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 la. <laughs> and it was the best thing. You could put it in water. Yeah. I wanted that thing more than life itself. And I finally got it on Christmas. And I was like, oh. I think I, I'm pretty sure I cried. I was like four and I just cried. I was like, it's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That's funny. I, yeah, I think we've all, for me, it would have been like an American Girls doll. That was one I wanted so bad, and when I got it, I was jumping up and down. Hold up. You had an American Girl doll? I know. I'm lucky, and I had Samantha, of course. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yes. Uh, I didn't even let myself dream of having an American Girl doll. I was like, I'll settle for the beautiful mermaid. She's only $24. Yeah, (laughs) and now they're like all lame. Like, they're not as cool as they were. Like, they don't have all the... The I don't know the the whole history of it all before was was really cool. I thought now they're just like Leah, the the fun cute girl at school, and like, like where's the girl from the nineteen twenties? Yeah, exactly. Does <laughs> <laughs> that at least make a nineteen eighties American girl doll? Exactly. She'd and be cool. Lame lameness. Oh well. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, let's see. Okay, what was next? Um. So then she goes to the dance, and this is when we get sort of, we start more Gilbert drama. That's very exciting. That's right. So her- also, once we start doing, just making stuff up that's not in the books. But it's <laughs> and so, yeah, there's this whole thing, and Gilbert uh, snubs her at the dance uh, and won't, you know, won't dance with her because he's convinced that Diana and Anne are just sort of doing it as a bet, which is completely true. <laughs> I mean, Gilbert doesn't have illusions where Anne's concerned. He knows who she is. Yeah, yeah. He's he, not in love with, like, the the figment of his Anne imagination. Like, he's like, Anne, the girl who's so stubborn and strange. Do you think they do a good job, though, sort of building that relationship and building the romantic tension? Or is it, is it, is um, it too corny? I think, no, I think they do a good job. Um, I feel like Jonathan Crombie, like I said, he does an amazing job with his looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he doesn't really get much to do other than just look at her. <laughs> but he does a great job. I'm like, yeah. someone look at me like that. Um, but <laughs> I love it. Um, and I do love that they have him steal the dance card. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's there's the almost something like, sort of Austin and like about that, about all the looks and the, the, the uh, meaningful staring, as they like to say. Yes, it's a. Uh, I love it. I I love it so much. Um, in the in the novel, in the book, uh, he doesn't steal her dance card because there's no ball. They just made that up. Right. But he right. does take her flower from their like school play or whatever they do. The pageant, remember? Um. Yeah, it's been a while. Since uh, I read like a, yeah. like a rose falls out of her hair, and he like picks it up and <laughs> keeps it. And Diana's like, "Oh my gosh, that just." And she's like, forget it. It's so. What funny. does he buy? If there's no ball, what does he buy the puff sleeves dress for? He just gets Matthew. it for Christmas. Oh, just for Christmas. Okay, I forgot that. All right. But, and he has Miss Rachel Lind make it. Oh, he does. I forgot. Yes. That. 
Okay, wow. All right. So so then we get the scene where they wake up Mrs. Barry. In, yes. Yeah, which is really great. And that's a, what's her name, that actress? I really like her. She's hilarious. Uh, yeah, her name is Char, Char, Charmion King or something like that. I don't know how you say that. But anyway, she's great. And uh, she's sort of the cranky, uh, rich aunt. She's yeah. exactly who I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> yeah. I want to be some old, unmarried spinster who's just, like, really scary. But, like, I, it's crazy wealthy. I don't know where I'm getting my money. But. I feel like I'm already, I'm not the wealthy part, but I feel like I'm already <laughs> the rest of that. My, I'm my, just, like, I want little kids to be like, oh, I don't want to, and I'm like, come here. <laughs> And they have to interact with you because they want your money. That's just like, ah, <laughs> uh, the best life. Yeah. You're like uh, Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino. Like, Get off my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, you know, she has a nice little, uh, little growth, you know, in the, in this, in the, the series. And um, she, she's very upset. She's going to cancel their lessons. And that's when Anne comes, Anne girl comes Anne. in and gives oh. one of her great apologies. And she's so really good and so then we get this next section in queens yes where she's doing i love when she says goodbye to merle and matthew and uh that is just very touching and sweet and and it's sort of the goodbye she doesn't really get to give matthew when he dies so yeah. every time that happens i'm always like oh. i cry a lot True. spoiler alert <laughs> That's true. Uh, so anyway, it turns out she, uh, she was going to going after the Avery scholarship and Gilbert is going after it too. They're, they're both doing the advanced program. Yes. And, uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know what I meant by I said Gilbert saves Anne from their theatrics. I'm not sure what that means, but um, but anyway, they they go back and forth and back and forth, and and he thinks she thinks at, at a certain time that that Gilbert is seeing another another. Yeah. Couple. So so Anne, they they get the pass list right, and Anne and Gilbert are one and two, and then Anne does her reading at the. Yeah. At the hotel. Um, and that's when Gilbert is like, I dare you to be my date. And she's like, I dare myself to accept. And they're like, oh, we're going to be alive. It's amazing. And then Marilla's like, what? Oh, no. Are you frozen? Okay. And then, um, <laughs> and so that's the whole thing where Gilbert's. I, oh, I, I know what I was talking about with the, I, what I meant was Anne uh, Gilbert saves Anne from the theatrics of the um of the Lady of Shalott thing. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. We we almost skipped the drowning. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What's wrong with us? <laughs> it seems highly unlikely that Anne would not know how to swim. I just, right? I mean, she's just so practical and so like I don't know. It just seems hard to believe that with everything that she wouldn't know how to swim. Well, I mean, she was in full clothes um in like a, a river because right there's a current that brings yeah, them down yes that's true um i can't even imagine trying to swim in like petticoats and puffed sleeves at this point yeah so she holds on to the 
in the books, they, they even mentioned that, like, her arms feel like they're getting weak, and she's like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's fun that, that she's able to still, even at that age, able to sort of engage her friends in that kind of imagination, that she hasn't yes. lost that completely. Yeah, the Avonlea girls, um, at least through, before they go to Queens, um, they all, I think through Anne, are really in touch with the make-believe and and just enjoying life and having fun. And I don't know if that's something that was, like, common for girls that age back in that time, because, you know, there wasn't TV. <laughs> yeah. But they... Uh, I, I love that. I love that scene. Everything about it. It just reminds me so much of like, well, you know, it's kind of life imitating art because I was like, I knew Anne of Green Gables. So when I would do ridiculous things like this with my friends or sisters, I'm sure it was informed by the fact that I knew this stuff happened, but you know, just being like super dramatic and like we would put on productions of like the phantom of the opera and like just like in our house for ourselves but yeah. but yeah. i you know not when we were 16 and i just i love it everything about it is so funny yeah Ruby Gillis. you know it is true that i i think we don't tend to do stuff like that as older people now because you do you have you have movies you have other things to sort of like that it probably fills that void in a way yeah definitely um but yeah we need to talk about how hilarious ruby gillis is in that scene when she's like she's drowned we're murderers she's so funny yeah and oh my gosh we forgot to talk about um climbing the walking the, the ridge pole uh, ridge pole we're the worst. Oh. Um, it's so funny. Josie yeah. Pye also does a great job yeah. of being, she, she does a great job of doing the nuance of being someone who's seemingly overconfident, but like crazy insecure. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. I think she does a great job. Definitely. She's quite the pie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It, 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 it feels almost like, uh, like Regina George or something like that. <laughs> in Anne's world but like um, if regina george had no power because <laughs> everybody's like oh forget it josie yeah i love i i i do love when uh so there so we get the right after he saves her we get the theatrics of rachel lind saving seeing Anne get out of gilbert's carriage uh, yeah carriage whatever. after they have made a date. We yeah, this that. is scandalous. And <laughs> it's so and funny because you think, like, people that had, like, gone off to school and stuff like that, that that wouldn't be, like, well, a big deal. Well, let me spill some gossip for you. So from the angle that they shot it, which was really clever, um, Rachel, their, like, hands are obscured until he gets down. So in Rachel's mind, it looked like they were holding hands while they were seated. Oh, not okay. just when he was helping her down. Because that would have been fine. So oh, Rachel okay. was like, oh, snap, this is so inappropriate. Like, I mean, there are boundaries here. Let's be honest. Okay. Uh, you can't just get fresh in a wagon. <laughs> so, yeah. So then there's all the drama at the, rec or at the poetry recitation. Yes. Uh, with um, 
uh, her agreeing to be Gilbert's date and then being out on it and uh, and then her doing the recitation and him Which, you know, cheering and the date part of it, it's like just made up but it's fine uh, I still like it <laughs> yeah like give me more Ann and Gilbert all, every day I'm about it <laughs> um but and the recitation is so funny. My okay, so I have to tell you the the millionaire's wife who does the recitation at the beginning. Uh, uh-huh. beforehand, yeah. Um, in my mind, is one hundred percent my great grandma. She was like this very fancy like lady who did readings all throughout Utah and was like super dramatic and kind of looks like that lady. Uh-huh. So every time I do that, I'm like, "What's up, Granny Golden?" It just it makes that's me really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, and there's just so many characters in this story that anybody can relate. I think you can relate to, even yeah. small characters. And it's because they're all like real characters. Yeah. And people will argue, like, oh, it's not real. There's like no grit to the characters. They all are. I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. Most of the people I know are not secretly meth dealers. Like, <laughs> I don't actually think anyone I know has murdered someone. Right. Exactly. Most people are good people. And that's why I'm saying it's so hard to find modern novels that I like because I just feel like I can never relate to any of the characters because they all are alcoholics or drunk or, or, you know, drug addicts or cheat on their spouses or, you know, have a secret past. Yeah. secret past. And, and, uh, and so it's actually here. I messed up because she takes the examination for Queens and then, uh, and then he's, uh, this is when they say Matthew and Marilla say say he says he knew we needed her. That's what Marilla says uh, about Anne, and uh, you know, be glad that uh, uh, that they didn't send a boy. <laughs> yeah, but it was Providence. So good. So okay. Uh, so yeah, that's this is when we get the competing for the Avery scholarship. And we find out that uh, that Anne has won the scholarship. Yes, three cheers for Anne Blythe, winner of the Avery. Yeah, and so this is very exciting. And uh, that this is when she goes home, and this is when Matthew dies. And this is yeah, so we just sad. we just uh, stop the movie and we're done. That was a good show before that happened, right? She won the scholarship. <laughs> the end. Oh man, it, I I just cry, cry, it's- and cry. It's the hardest thing that happens in any book, I think, for me, ever. Yeah. Because it's just not, I don't know, it makes you think, at least it makes me think of my grandpa, who I miss so much. And he, he died in 2001, and I, I have a hard time to this day talking about it. I, I miss him so much. Yeah. Um, and the way that it's done in this, in the movie, um, it's really, it also touches home for me. Um uh, when my dad was 14, he and his dad were out hunting, and his dad had a heart attack and died when he was just 39. So, mm. no, he was not 39. That would have made my, him happen when he was 15. I don't know how old he was. He wasn't old, my dad. Right. My dad, dad. Um, and so when Matthew just, you know, he's just walking along and suddenly he's down and gone, I'm always like, oh, is my dad in the room? I don't want him in the room for this. Uh, it's really it's just like it's so sad and so so out of nowhere in the movie um it's you know it's out of nowhere in the books too but yeah. 
I mean, at least my grandpa it was a blessing because he had Alzheimer's and everything. It was, but, but I still, you know, still miss him so much because he was my Matthew in my life. He was the one who was sort of my champion and the one that loved me the most unconditionally. I think. Yeah. Ugh. And uh, yeah, so I, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful scene, and he does get to tell her like I never wanted um anybody else but you so i never wanted a boy matthew is so good Uh, it's so sad um and i and you know Anne does cry a little bit at the when he you know dies in her arms um but in the books and they do show it in this that she she doesn't cry at all through the funeral through any of the stuff and she doesn't actually cry until that night in that scene yeah, and that scene is beautiful it is so beautiful <laughs> and you've got marilla saying it's not it's not good to mourn to grieve so and and, and Anne's not having any of it <laughs> she's like i will grieve yeah <laughs> oh and so and you have marilla saying he was always such a good brother oh it's so sad and so beautiful and uh so that's when you have this great scene where uh, afterwards where Anne gives up the scholarship so that she can teach and stay with marilla and marilla yeah. tries to be like no no and Anne's like sorry this is not a already did it <laughs> yeah um and i don't know if it's clear in the movies that she was just going to teach at the White Sands School, which mm-hmm. is like, I don't know, kind of far away. And she was going to have to, like, only be with Marilla on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a big deal, but it makes it more of a impactful moment when Gilbert comes. Yeah, so she was going to teach in Carmody. I, th- I thought it was uh, Carmody. Oh, and... it's White Sands in the book. Sorry. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and so then Gilbert comes... And uh, and he tells her that he's given up the school, Avonlea school for her. And uh, so. And he's already also like, just like Anne's like, sorry, it's already arranged, Marilla. You got no say in this. <laughs> Gilbert comes and he's like, sorry, it's already arranged, Anne. You got no say in this. And you're just like, they're in love. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting. I feel like, honestly, I feel like if you had told me that i when i was 16 if you had given me some education as far as what i was supposed to do uh not maybe not particularly teaching but if you'd said okay now now you have to you know start your career i i would have been i honestly would have been fine like i'm sure i would have had my ups and downs and stuff but i was a very independent kid and i i really wanted like my mom jokes that like from the time I could walk, I wanted to like, have my own apartment and move out. Like, I, I was just very independent. I liked doing things my own way. And so, I don't know, this idea of sort of starting your career in, like at such a young age uh, yeah. is, is something that uh, I, I'm no wonder I loved it when I was that age. <laughs> no wonder I thought it was great uh, being taken seriously. I think sometimes we coddle. Um, kids and stuff a little bit too much like we don't think that our teenagers that we don't think they can do it we think they're stupid we think they're you know uh, annoying and when in reality they they can do quite well 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely see that. And the thing that's so, we forgot to mention the time <laughs> when, um, after, is it now? Maybe it's now in the story when Marilla and, uh, Gilbert have the scene on the bridge. Marilla and Gilbert? Yeah. She, she thanks Gilbert for something. I think it's maybe from just, or congratulates him on getting tied in the um, I can't remember if that's in this one or not. I didn't write it down in my notes. But they, it, they, do, they do definitely have the scene where she's yeah. like, You're having, you have a great future ahead. And he's, she's like, and so does Anne. <laughs> it's like so <laughs> we, don't try to marry her right now. Let her have a life first. Like, <laughs> that scene's really interesting to me because um i don't think it's necessarily something that is ever in the books Mm -hmm. um where marilla's ever like uh gilbert slow your roll bro (laughs) like i feel like in the books a lot of like marilla and mr rachel lynn spoiler alert in the second book um they just kind of expect that ann and gilbert are gonna get married everyone's just like well it's gonna happen and Anne's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, she's pretty dumb. She's kind of the idiot savant in like certain things that she's like. <laughs> she's like I think she's more really in-, in love with me. Like, come on, he gave you the school. You like, like, what does the boy have to do? I think she's in denial. I think yeah. she, and I think she also knows that he loves her and she loves him, and she's just like, nope. He yeah. is not a stranger that I fell instantly in love with. Although I did, but shh, don't tell myself that. Yeah. Like, anyway, uh, well, I love him. So I guess if you were giving this a one to ten, what uh, what what would you give it? Ooh. So one being like Manos Hands of Fate and ten being like the Philadelphia story? Okay. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, let's say I would give the mini series like an eight and a half to an 8.75 because <laughs> okay. um, it's really good and so great. I mean, honestly, who doesn't have four hours to watch a show? So I will watch it every day. <laughs> um, but it's a, uh, there are some things where I'm like, mm, it's better in the book when you, why don't you change the storyline? Just leave it the same. You had four hours. Uh-huh. It's not like you were wasted on, but I love it. I love it so much. There's so many, it's everything about it. It just moves along yeah. in from moment to moment that are iconic and perfect. It's, I'm maybe being a little conservative on my yeah. scale, but I'm sticking with it. 8.75. Right. Hey, it sounds good. I, I'm going 10. A 10. I think it's Bro. perfect. I really do. I think all the casting, the acting's perfect. I think in this one, I think you can have a lot more flaws in the next one. Oh, well. But I think the writing's really on point. I love the score. I love the cinematography. I like the Avonlea. I, you know, Green Gables looks perfect. Oh. I, I, I don't know. So. I do love it. I think, honestly, for me, the thing that I'm like, like that about <laughs> is, is really, I feel like Miss Rachel Lynn's too harsh. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I just am like, I don't buy it. Like, why would everyone like Miss Rachel Lynn if she's the worst? Yeah, but yeah. The the town can. The town that's gossip. its deduction. 
There you and go. then also, they kill off Matthew. Deduct a point. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, so thanks so much for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. And where can people find you? Um, probably at my house. Just kidding. Don't come to my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter. I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter. And that's basically the only thing that I do. And even that, I don't do that much. But maybe I will if I hey, get followers. There you I'm, go. I'm real funny. <laughs> like you can't probably tell right now, but if I like have time to think something out, it would be funny. So, so next week we will do next Sunday. I think we'll do the next one, and then and then we are going to do the Martin Sheen one. So that'll I've yes. never seen that one, so it'll be interesting. <laughs> Which is basically like fallen face first into cow mess. Oh dear! And so if that you one will be the movie, that one will be really fun. <laughs> Yeah, and and then we'll we'll do the series, and so yes. you can find me at Smiling LDS Girl on all social media, and then my blog is Fifty Four Disney Reviews, and I've been this has been a podcasting. Uh, uh, hopefully, you've had a lot of fun with it. It's it's just been an epic weekend of podcasting, uh, but tomorrow I'm doing one more. Uh, we'll be re reviewing uh, the latest episode of Doctor Who with my friend Jonathan, and it was. A good one. I really liked this one. So should be fun. Don't tell me yet. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks so much. And we will see you next, uh, next Sunday. All right. Farewell, my bosom friend. <laughs>